Welcome to the Merge Boo Podcast. It seems today that all you see is Survivor on Paramount Plus and podcasts on your phone. But you better be ready. I'm Joel Edmiston. I'm Cody Crane. We want to talk about Yeah. Okay, everyone. Here we go. It may we may be a month out from the premiere of Survivor 44, but we have already met the cast and oh. we are finally back after a couple months. We have not podcasted since the finale, Cody. Oh, I'm shaking, Joel. I don't know if you can tell. Remember like uh, in old like in like 90s cartoons when the characters are shaking and they have the little lines going all around them? That's literally what's happening to me right now. 90s cartoons are you thinking like cat dog <laughs> yeah uh king of the hill yeah no they they didn't have a lot of uh <laughs> a lot of like shaking or overly animated things in king of the hill no like, yeah <laughs> remember the time where uh hank uh tried to put a stick of dynamite in bill's mailbox and blew himself up bobby <laughs> <laughs> Bobby, hang on to this knife. Uh, all right, uh, everyone. Hello, uh, uh, Cody. Can you can you believe that it's been this long? It's, it feels like a long break. Yeah, it's it's been a long break. We haven't uh, we haven't seen each other hardly. Uh, um, I guess not. I'm no. going. We did like a little uh, holiday show thing. Oh um, yeah, but that was before the finale, though. Was it? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh-huh. We've just avoided each other. We <laughs> we've done some texting. <laughs> no. But anyway, happy new year. Yeah, happy new year to you too, Joel. I, I'm I, excited um about everything I, I going hope, on. I I'm I feeling... hope this doesn't sh- this doesn't shatter the illusion to our listeners that we're like we see each other every day for dinner, breakfast, lunch, and dinner and I think they can tell by how we speak <laughs> about Survivor and how animosity grows sometimes that we're drifting apart. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're not drifting apart, but maybe we need a break from each other after finale every <laughs> once in a while. Um, uh, you're, you were going to say something, sorry, I wanted to... Uh, no, I, I was just going to get your overall thoughts on uh, the cast before we start breaking down, but for me to uh, kick it off... I'm excited. I I think that this is an interesting looking cast, and I think that we have some big characters in there. I think it's it's always exciting to see a new cast. Um, I uh, I again, I don't love to put too much weight on the preseason, which is why I'm I'm kind of dreading a full month of preseason. <laughs> um, uh, getting to know these people from interviews, <laughs> but um, uh, because I just I just feel like. A lot of this stuff gets shattered once we once the show starts, right? Um, uh, but um, like I don't know, I don't know. Uh, I'm looking at this cast and trying to find the person I think is least likely to win, and then think, oh, okay, there's my winner pick. <laughs> Basing off of last season. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I if uh, the listeners remember at the finale episode when they showed a preview for this season, season 44, I said based off of Gabler's win, 
that the winner of this season will be the woman that's rubbing rocks on herself. <laughs> and I am feeling it more and more and standing by it now. <laughs> yeah. I will. Okay. This, this, it, just so you know, everyone, this isn't crass. This is just um uh, the way I feel. There's a lot of hotties on this season. Holy shit. That's crass. A lot of hotties, a lot of hunks, a lot of babes. I think this is one of the more attractive casts in a long time. It's really funny to say to say this isn't crass. This is just how I feel. Like that can be <laughs> that saying this is just how I feel can solve anything. Can fit. like you can say whatever you want. After I don't that. know. It's not crass. People are allowed to 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 speak like to speak like this. I'm not being I'm not being perverted. I'm just saying a lot of hotties, a lot of babes, a lot of hunks. I'm not being people, crass, be but this candy. one guy looks like he has a huge Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you spoke about Jonathan from season forty two the entire <laughs> season. <laughs> I wasn't being crass, but Jonathan had something going for a while there. Eighteen eggs. Nine pieces of cheese. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of calories. I, I, I mean, we can't get hung up on Jonathan. We got to get to this cast because these are typically long yes. episodes as it is. Life's a beach. <laughs> so we're on uh, EW.com slash Survivor slash TV slash Survivor dash 44 dash cast dash photos dash bios dash revealed. Slash forward slash. Yeah, um, I'm, I hope you wrote that all that in and plug it in exactly or Google Survivor 44 cast breakdown. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> what to fucking tell you if you're not going to Google. OK, so let's uh, so we got the uh, last season, the the um, the header at the beginning of the EW bios was Cutthroat Island. Right. And I got oh, very yeah. stuck on that. I got very stuck on that. Did but you now think that, that was a cutthroat island? I don't think there was much cutthroat. I mean, actually there was there was a throat cut. Cody's Jesse, throat was eventually cut. Yeah, Jesse's move has to be one of the more cutthroat moves. Unnecessarily cutthroat, I think that we discovered. Yeah, maybe but, he could have won against Cody in the end. Yeah, so I I I suppose that was one of the more cutthroat moves we've uh, seen in a while. But life's a still beach. a cool move. Still a cool move. I I'm glad it happened. Do you think um, that that's like the best part of a not very good season? So, <laughs> wow, look, really looking down on this season. I thought it was bad. Well, I mean, season. I'm hoping this season be is up. better. Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm a 43 defender though. So, you are. I guess we haven't seen each other since that finale. So, I don't. I didn't even know that. Yeah, I'm still feeling high on it. I'm still feeling the high. Not the winter high, but like as a season as a whole. Okay. All right. Uh, so let's do you want did you have anything to say before we move on to move to Claire Rafson? Um, no, I guess we'll just have to discover why uh, life is gonna be such a beach for all Yes, of oh right, yeah, that's what I wanted to say. So that was Cutthroat Island and the header for the EW bios this year is life's a beach so i'm starting to think maybe i don't know i wonder which gas station t-shirt they got that from life's a beach man life's a beach dig it um or (laughs) life's a beach lay out on it (laughs) it sounds like your russell hands (laughs) 
Ah, Lassa Beach. <laughs> the Titanic is sinking. Life's a Titanic. Okay. Um. Uh, Claire Rafson, our first hottie, and I don't. I'm sure everyone agrees with me, so I don't have to apologize for being uh, crass. <laughs> Um, uh, she's from uh, Highlands Park, Illinois. Current residence is Brooklyn Tech Investor. If okay, majority got... agrees on something, does that mean it's also not crass? Um, well, if I'm saying what everyone's thinking, it's not, not like I'm saying I think that this guy is circumcised, <laughs> and I'm sure everyone agrees with me. <laughs> uh, Okay, so what do we got here? Um, just so everyone knows, I've watched all the videos. I have not read these bios. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be sort of... <laughs> we're going to be having some fun, let's say. And I, and like every year, uh, a lot of what's said in these bios is ends up getting repeated in every interview and in every fucking uh, cast video. It's it's a lot of the same, but that's okay. And and a lot of people's answers are the same same uh, from other cast members as well. Let's not even talk about who everyone's inspiration is, Joel. Because spoiler alert, it's their parents. Yeah, is it every? Did you see it every time? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Oh god. So, uh, Claire is twenty five, tech investor, energetic, motivated, cunning. Cunning. That's a good word. Um, yeah, it is. And then, uh, growing up as a queer black Jewish woman, um, I just watched the new Jonah Hill movie where it's about a Jewish and a black family getting together. You so, people? What? Yeah, you, you people. people. Mm-hmm. So pretty fresh in my mind. Okay. So maybe that, that movie is her origin story. It, it might be her, her dad might be Jonah Hill. Is that a good movie? Uh no. No. Oh, okay. Eddie yeah. Murphy. Um Eddie Murphy's good in it, but yeah. Uh Jonah Hill wrote it too. It just feels like he's trying to tell everyone that he's cool and not racist. No, Jonah Hill is not my uh I I like him in like uh Seth Rogen movies, but I I don't I don't love him as an auteur. I'm on your side. Wow. Takes himself a little seriously. Yeah. How about that, everyone? Holy <laughs> shit. Cody Joel and I are getting closer together. We might start texting this week. <laughs> we Hey, just so everyone knows, we have been texting. Uh, what's one life experience that... Oh, growing up. So, yeah, sorry. And uh, sorry, she always felt like the one, the odd one out. That's in her uh, her bio video. And I... And I... Uh, um, Heard her on that queer black Jewish woman. She she can feel like an odd one out for for being all three even. And I was thinking, yeah, like the religion thing, being visibly black, being queer. You know, growing up uh, queer is is tough. And you you I mean, there's a lot of queer representation on the uh, on the show this year, and you know, it, it gets. Uh, the the cause for queer rights and all this stuff gets more upfront every year, but I don't know. I I just uh, you get disheartened by a lot of shitty homophobia just 
online and otherwise it's just it's still really prescient and uh, i can uh claire is 25 i'm 29 i just remember high school um was really tough for 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 queer kids at my high school and i i i don't think i turned a blind eye to it but I didn't realize how tough it was for them even, but then looking back when I, I ran into one of the, uh, a friend of mine who was bullied out of the school and I had no idea. And he, I, I knew I just, and then I just kind of realized, Oh yeah, our school was so homophobic. Everything was just going back to like, don't be gay and, and making fun of people for that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's, well, it's still very t- tough. I uh, when I was in high school, I wrote a play that got reported by one of the teachers to the school board that I was promoting homosexuality. What in, there was a gay gay character in the play, or or was no, it just totally at a left field? It it was kind of at a left field. It was about like two, uh, it was about two friends. One of them wanted to run for mayor to. Uh, basically make the town uh like a nudist town and he's trying to convince his other friend to uh uh run his campaign interesting but i uh yeah i had i had this whole thing where but the teacher kind of just got in trouble because even then the school board was like you can't (laughs) you can't complain about that (laughs) well yeah that's the thing it's like uh Maybe it wasn't as as like inherently systemic, but it it is systemic enough that a lot of shit you can get away with. Oh yeah, I mean, even to uh, get that far, and I there would be rants too. I remember, like any time that play was brought up in our art class, the teacher would just go nuts. He would rant about it for almost the entire class about how this is your play that you wrote this is my play i wrote and the teacher would rant about it the entire time and uh one of the students told him i was gay i started getting bad marks from him in art class mm. i um, also was a was a uh a, a theater student in high school and i had rumors spread about me about how i was gay and that was a, the big rumor about me in my high school actually well, I was promoting you. Yeah, I think it had something to do with you. The, the main character in a certain play from a, a small town in Ontario was called Joel. Yeah, <laughs> that's what my play was called. Yeah, Joel. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, moving on, like uh, I, I, I will say Claire did stand out to me. Not, um, uh, just she had an interesting uh story it seemed a different interesting upbringing she had a good energy to her too good energy yeah like like a lot a little bit of energy goes a long way in these uh um cast interviews and sometimes that uh translates to the show like uh, for example in the past couple years mike turner had like a very sort of poppy and and big uh, a, a bio video and that very much translated to the screen. I mean, the as last... much as you hate preseason speculation, Joel, one of the things that I look for in this is looking for who's being like charismatic, who's 
really like good on camera, who's uh, looking great in that way, because you can kind of get a sense of who they're going to feature. I mean, when we were watching these preseasons as well, like a good example is Jesse. We were all pretty high on him right away. Like we knew yeah, Je- that Jesse this guy was going to be big. Jesse was definitely in like every promo last season talking about his his uh, upbringing. But it was but because it, he was so personable and and really good on the camera. But you know who had a big cast video last season who showed a lot of personality in her cast video was the first one out, Mariah. But that you knew. <laughs> I didn't know. I was like, oh, I mean, she's going to be a big character, it seems. And uh, she went home there at the the first travel council. Okay, so um, Claire wants to play like Michelle Fitzgerald and Natalie Anderson. Um, good answers. Both good winners. Um, both relatively fresh in mind from Winners at War. They both played well. Yeah, uh, but the um, it's interesting. The take no bullshit side of natalie anderson because when you hear something like that you don't know it kind of puts a little bit of a red flag to me that like is this going to be like a a short-tempered situation or something like that like Mm. because to take that away from uh how natalie plays the game is just an interesting statement i think so no i but i think she's right like natalie stood up for what she believed in, even on her winning season, not just on Winners at War. She stood up to John Rocker. She stood up to Josh. You know, like if people crossed her, she was going to cross them back. But and and Claire also says this: uh, she doesn't take bullshit from everyone, everyone, anyone, and knew how and when to make a move, which is which is the big thing about Natalie Anderson. That's the, that's yeah. her master. Uh, uh, stroke as a as a winner on Blood versus Water is her waiting for the right moments. It's true. I I think um I look for things like that though and uh worry that one person's senses of knowing what to say when not taking something like bullshit, if the other person's going to be able to. Um, take it in the same way where they're using like the same kind of like I guess subtlety to still not bite. So through. are you are you afraid? Not I'm not saying that you're saying this because she's Jewish, but you're afraid that Claire's gonna go out there like Larry David. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm like, afraid. Hey, why? What are you doing on the uh, on the raft there? <laughs> That's bad raft etiquette. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's gonna be a full Seinfeld episode. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but no, I mean, no matter who it is, when they talk about like certain pet peeves that, you know, that they're going to run into, uh, she says people who lack self-awareness is her pet peeve. Honestly, you can do whatever you want as long as you recognize it and own it. I will say this cast doesn't seem like there's a big, there's a lot of coaches on the season. Coach is the king of (laughs) self-awareness. Okay, um, but yes, I, I can I can think of someone else, I guess, but I don't I don't see Coach as the king of self awareness. <laughs> so she listens to the Hunger Games on an audio book every night. 
I guess people have their rituals. Um, Mimi has like just blast the white noise machine. Um, just full blast, so loud. So some people just need that white noise to just zonk out. Mimi's a, not a deep sleeper at all, so she needs something to like drown out everything else. Right. And maybe that's what the Hunger Games is to to Claire. To... I mean, I do the same thing with like podcasts, but I put on a different one. I'm not listening to the same thing every night, you know? Mm-hmm. Last night, I fell asleep to Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Wow. Pinocchio. Um, We should. Uh, okay, yeah. Biggest inspiration is her mom, of course. I'll do whatever it takes to win the strategic knowledge and social skills to get me where I need to go. I'm also easy to underestimate. People won't see me coming till the knife is in their back. Easy to underestimate. You know, that's the winner. The the the, the last three winners were underestimated. And, and if you want to maybe get a little galaxy brain so was tony so he was also underestimated so the last four winners really and it's interesting i mean the pet peeve being self uh lack of self-awareness makes me feel more confident in her as well um takes away that concern i i think that she's i think that she's good she's got a good chance i mean being 25 that might be the only thing but i mean most people are, are are in their mid to late 20s in this cast True, but I mean, we're used to older winners now with Gabler. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, we're getting to Mad Blankenship from Albany, California. Current residence, residence is San Francisco, California. 27 years old. Security, software, engineer. Um, This guy had an interesting video. He seemed nervous. Am I just reading that because he's a bit nerdy? Yeah, I mean... Maybe he is. I I remember he's fit. He's definitely fit. He's he's got some energy, but he seemed a bit nervous. I I think um yeah, I, I'm not too high on this guy. You do you have do you th- like what makes you not high on him? I don't know. I I think that he didn't he didn't pop as much. He's not he's not a popper. No, he didn't pop from the videos, but. That doesn't always mean he's not going to pop on screen. If we're looking at his things, he wants to um, be a combination of Yule and Marianne. That's cool. Those are There's no more opposite players than Yule and Marianne, so I guess that's the perfect things to combine. The listening consensus building strengths of Yule and some goofiness and useful energy a la Marianne. That makes sense. I can see where he's coming from with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess, guess they must they must have seen Marianne win. I'm trying to think of the timing when this was filmed. They must have just seen Marianne win. Yeah, we got some Erica shout outs in these videos too. A lot of Erica. Nice. People love Erica. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I also I saw a chart on Reddit of uh, all the people that were um mentioned. There was a lot of Jeremy, a lot of Erica. I want, I can't wait for uh, a couple years down the line when people in their videos say they want the stealthiness of an Alla Gabler. Yeah, I want to lay low like Alla Gabler. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> um, but 
yeah i i think i think the goofiness really adds to like today's game i think that kind of thing is fun i think that gabler had a sense of that as well um and it it, it added both the goofiness and uh, of i mean and youthful energy of marianne added to what was made her underestimated yeah players. and quite likable so i mean someone like yule that's pretty like he doesn't really have that and he didn't he didn't do as hot in winners of war. And I think that in today's game, like a Yule doesn't quite win. Um, I think, well, I think what made Yule's game interesting back in the day is that he was playing this sort of Tom Westman style game, but on, but it was only if you were really looking did you see that he was playing that game? Mm-hmm. Um, so he wasn't quite as under the radar, but he wasn't. He also wasn't playing two two out front. Whereas when he got to Winners at War, I think what really screwed him up was the complicatedness of Winners at War as a season. They had Edge of Extinction, they had Fire Tokens, they had all this stuff, and it was all this stuff for Yule to think about, which meant he was like talking about it with other people. And that's what made people go, wow, Yule's super smart. He's figured out fire tokens before everyone else did. I think the main thing that screwed over Yule is that that swap. Like, that swap, and then eventually, like, they went to two tribal councils, so they voted him out, and, and yeah, the, the young players had a more youthful bond. But anyway, that doesn't really affect. We'll see if Matt Blankenship really plays like Yule. We'll see if he's yeah. thoughtful. Uh, security software engineer. Um, he, something you would never know from looking at him is he's not a fan of peanut butter. Right. I guess his- I would not know that from looking at him. I would not know what foods he likes by looking at him. He is correct on that. Uh, the first thing I thought was this guy must love peanut butter. Yeah, I would have thought that guy's a peanut butter lover. Uh, but I will say this is what from what you hear from other player what other players who have been on the island is that the thing you crave the most out there is peanut butter because you got you got a lot going on with peanut butter. Might you be a huge advantage for my blankenship. Protein, sweetness, the texture there. Um his pet peeve is people who interrupt other people. Pretty good. I th- I think you shouldn't listen to podcasts, any podcasts. <laughs> um. Also, the interesting thing uh, for what he will value in an alliance partner, he wants someone uh, that he genuinely connects with uh, that they can mutually benefit. But the interesting part is that the days of riding coattails are over. Do you think the days of riding coattails are over? Well, we just had a coattail winner win survivor in 43. So maybe he's ushering an in. He's a game changer. He is ushering in, the, in a new era where you cannot ride coattails. Yeah. I mean, that's uh that's interesting. I obviously they didn't consider Gabler to be a coattail rider though. They considered Cassidy Sorry, for some my headphones my headphones weren't working. Can you try? Can you say again? 
Obviously, in 33, they didn't consider Gabler to be a coattail rider. My headphones still aren't working. Fuck. All right, I'm taking my headphones out. Jesus Christ. <laughs> all right, okay. Can you say all that again? <laughs> oh, God. There's going to be... Either the listeners are going to hear me say the exact same thing five times in a row, or I'm going to edit this, and I know what's more likely. <laughs> <laughs> the listeners know by now. Let's just move on to Carolyn Weiger. Okay. Uh, and I'll, I'll just, I guess, listen back to the episode. Yeah. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> finally hear what I said. To finally, it's going to change your life when you hear it. Um. So Carolyn. Carolyn, uh, she's my winner pick. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna lay it down right now. Anyone that says that they want to play like Nora is yeah. the one. <laughs> you are the one. Um so there's a couple funny things about Carolyn, just so you everyone knows, she's the one that rubbed rocks on her and the, the promo being like very excited. And she rubbed rocks on her neck, and uh, she was, you know, excited to be out there. And, and that comes across in her bio video. She seems very excited. Um, uh, she is a drug counselor and has a, a story with addiction, which, you know, a, 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 something I noticed is that a lot of these people, they have stories. The main thing I noticed with Carolyn Weiger, which I thought was very striking, was in her bio video she walks into the ocean with all her clothes on <laughs> and then in the rest of the video she's soaking wet i i love this person i am excited for this season and she's a big part of it so yeah and she's got like long blonde hair and she's wearing a red bathing suit and i was thinking wow this is like baywatch I will be drafting. I want to announce it now. I will be drafting Carolyn High, maybe even first round, just out of the optimism of keeping her in this entire game. Uh, Cody is speaking of our fantasy draft, which we'll get to in the next few weeks. And if Carolyn is out in the first two episodes, within those first two episodes, this season is considered a dud in my mm-hmm. eyes, and I'll uh, and I'll delete this podcast. Kind of like when Brad Reese went home. Brad Reese did not have any of this charm. Do not try to make Brad Reese a thing. Okay, you are you are forgetting Brad Reese, my friend. I mean, do you you remember him running uh, across the island so he could eavesdrop uh, Ricard and JD's conversation? Yeah, it was. Oh, he was okay. That was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. He's not Carolyn. He is. <laughs> um, okay, she says she's three words to describe her. Passionate, a little bit loud, open. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six words, actually. This is a, a Carolyn, little bit loud is not one word. All I, That's all I want to say. I'll tell you this. Carolyn is like a mixture of Nora. Mm-hmm. And my favorite player of all time, Heather. All... I, was thinking, I was thinking that she could get ignored, ignored by the edit and the pre-merge. 
<laughs> you think because... he will? No, I mean, I don't. I don't. I, you never know anymore. Um, I don't think that Carolyn, the amount that she pops, mm-hmm. she cannot be ignored. I don't think mm-hmm. she can be. Okay. I, I think that we are going to get a lot of Carolyn. I'm, okay. I think that she, if she lasts a long time, she'll probably be the most confessional this season. Which I think that so, she should. I will like. say she shows self awareness when she says she wants she she badly wants to be like she wants to be as strategic as Wentworth and cutthroat like Parvati, but she knows that isn't happening because she's way more she needs way more Nora. So she knows that she's like she wants to be like this, but she's more like this. And then she goes on to say, "But Marianne is proof that it can be done." Mm-hmm. So maybe she identifies more with Marianne than Nora. She was just using an extreme to talk about it. She's not saying I want to play like Nora the way Nora said that she wanted to play like Fabio and Judd, who is also Fabio. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're describing yourself as Nora and you know that even though you want to play a certain way, because she's clearly a Survivor fan. I mean, she's talking about... um stuff that's not just recent right like she does talk about the relationship of shan and liana here liking um that beautiful bond but also talking about the partnership of christian and gabby mm. uh pre-merge mm-hmm. specifically well, because gabby tried to cut his throat she she really knows what she's talking about about this season she does have that awareness she knows what she's going to be perceived as and revert to and I think that even though you do want to play as certain players on the island, you quickly become who you're going to become anyway. Like, it, it doesn't matter who you want to play as. So, um, uh, the one thing people we wouldn't know, I'd never know from looking at her, speaking of being underestimated, mm-hmm. her answer to that question was, I eat so much candy. <laughs> keeps cracking her teeth from jawbreakers <laughs> she's I've had three crowns eating chocolate too many times to count wow what? that'll that's the secret she should keep on the island that could really um once she reveals that at the final three tribal council people will be like jaw dropped and be like oh my god we need to give this woman a million dollars. Well, we all know. Similar, similar to Jeremy keeping the secret of his child. <laughs> and uh, Adam keeping the secret of his, his uh, mother's illness a secret. She's keeping the secret that she eats so much candy. Well, luckily for Carolyn, we all know that Augustus Gloop won the chocolate factory. Yeah, he got to spend all the time with the chocolate river. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Her pet peeve is when people ask if she's sick, if she's not wearing makeup. People who make fun of what is different from them, what they don't understand. Gel polish that chips quickly. Can you imagine that would come up on the island? No one's wearing makeup, but everyone keeps asking if she's sick. Are you sick? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And she thinks that her authentic connections will win her the game. So, good. speaking of sick... 
this has nothing to do with uh makeup, but I watched the first um like Matt chat with Jeff and it's a lot of the same. Yeah. Stuff they're talking about how they already feel bonded even though they haven't talked to each other. Blah 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 blah. And you can see the challenge that they're gonna do at the beginning. And before we talked, I went and watched the um preview that they showed at the end of season 43 and it seems like jeff is going to stop that very first challenge because it's the same set as the mat chat jeff mm-hmm. is going to stop the challenge and bring in medical that's how we're going to start the season right away medevac hopefully hopefully not a medevac that would suck but uh somebody's gonna get hurt it seems Mm-hmm. And I, I think that we might see a few medevacs this season is what it was kind of teased or a few I medical. We don't situations. Say, I hate med. I hate medevacs. It's always really unfair and uh, a lot of what ifs involved and it's shitty. And hopefully that doesn't happen. But uh, I guess this sort of thing is inevitable. I don't think it makes great TV either. I don't love seeing it, and usually there's a lot of sh- schmaltziness involved. I hope everyone's okay. Um, I don't think they'd air it if somebody was died. <laughs> but uh, imagine the first challenge. We would have heard about it. We would have heard about that. The guy so you don't have to worry about it. Saskatchewan dies. Oh, Jesus Christ. Knock on wood over here. Uh, um, yeah, that, I hope not. God damn it. I... Yeah, I do think that there's uh, going to be quite a few medical situations in this. It teases it. Yeah, well, it also teases that other guy falling on the rocks. Oh, she's saying her dad dropped out of school and joined the circus. Pennywise. Her dad was Pennywise. Oh, my God. Maybe that's why Jackson had that tattoo. Um, Let's move on, though. I think that we're all excited about Carolyn. We're uh, also excited about Jam Jam. Yam Yam is the guy. Look at that shirt. That's a cool shirt. I am. He's got like sort of like negatively lit lit kittens on his shirt. I love uh, I love Yam Yam. Um, The two salon owners in this season. Who's the other salon owner? Well, we'll get to him later, but there is another salon owner in this season. Uh, But Yam Yam. But also someone else talked about how the the experience that prepared her for Survivor is like working at a nail salon. Really? Mm-hmm. I, well, I saw a, 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 a screenshot on Twitter about it. But uh, um, Okay, so Yam Yam. Hometown Puerto Rico, Bay, Bayamon Puerto Rico, current residence San Juan Puerto Rico. Uh, salon order, fun, loud, and caring. So he's just fully loud, where Carolyn was a little bit loud. <laughs> and he's caring, and she's Carolyn. I think uh, from what we've seen of Yam Yam in the uh, videos, if you haven't watched the first three minutes as well, you get to see some good Yam Yam uh, content of him declaring that these people are already his family. Yes, and then... oh, you watch... did you did watch that then. I did watch that, yeah. And then also on the uh, preview, there was a great Yam Yam confessional as well. I mean, Carolyn and Yam Yam are really uh, 
getting me hyped for this season as a uh, big mm-hmm. character. So I'm going to be rooting for Yam Yam to also make it quite far. Mm-hmm. Um, so she talks about being in the hurricane. They had no power for 90 days. Hurricane Maria hit Puerto Rico. Wow. Had to learn, lead my team of 20 plus adults and give them hope when I felt I had none. Without them, I would not know who I am today. Holy crap. That's insane. Um, 90 days without power. What the fuck? When was Hurricane Maria? I th- feel like I remember this. Was this when like Trump was president? <laughs> I'm not I think sure. It was. It, it was. It was relatively recently. Um, well, he still, he still lives in San Juan, Puerto Rico. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, it's good that he wasn't fully moved out of his home. But without power for ninety days is a nightmare. Uh, so it was uh, September 2017. I think I remember like Trump throwing paper towel at people. What? You don't remember towels? <laughs> like he went to the scene and started yeah, trying like to just... sop up the water with paper towels? Like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, do you not remember that? Like he's fucking Mr. Clean coming up <laughs> using his bounties? Yeah, Trump throws paper towel into crowd in Puerto Rico. <laughs> okay. Um, I like how the player that he wants to... Uh, there's a Washington Post article saying many look back in dismay at Trump's tossing of paper towels in Puerto Rico. <laughs> so the player he wants to play the most like is uh, Sari and use her game, but uh, make a win out of it. Which would be really fun. And I, I think that, yeah. he seems like a very like fun and lovable player. So if we can see that kind of backstabbing kind of cutthroat that uh Sari has at the right moments then it would be uh, a great game for him mm-hmm. cool so um uh, yeah Sari is like uh she is a go-to answer i will say she is a go-to answer and yes she didn't she has never won and played four times but she is a good p- person to play with. She shows the attributes of somebody who could be a winner. Uh, so much so that probably in every season she's been in, people were just thinking that she would win based on her edit because the camera just can't deny Tari. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't, I don't mean it. It's not a strong, but it's just more like people say Sari every year and it's like yes she's a great character but you gotta think about the end game too I guess but also I just I guess I I, you know what I'm gonna say uh, that I would rather people played hard than played like under the radar just because I hope everyone comes into this and nobody's and I just hope that not everyone's like well, the way to win Modern Survivor is to play under the radar and get underestimated. Because it just it wouldn't be interesting to me. I want to see some people play for it, and I also would like to see the person who plays for it win. 
uh, this season because that hasn't happened in a while. And it it's uh it might happen this season. We'll see. Maybe, we'll see. Maybe it. Yam Yam. He says it with like a a soft J. Jam Jam. Oh really? Yeah. I wonder. I, I I'll I'll take heed on what everyone else on the island is doing. I guess or. Or I could just follow along with him. I, but he's probably coached them on how to say his name or how he w- would like it to be heard. So he says it was a soft J. I don't know if that's his accent. or I, I know it's spelled to us Y-A-M, Y-A-M. But uh, it, might, it may be Jam Jam. Well, he says that he'll be the sole, sole survivor anyways huh? because uh, the stars have aligned for him. It's his time and it's because of his social game. Um, your biggest inspirations in life, life, my mother Sandra, because of her tenacity to always be a better person, better version of herself. Sandra her. from <laughs> Winner. I don't think so, but Sandra Diaz Twine is Puerto Rican. Do you think Sandra's his mother? <laughs> I feel like. There would be more talk about that. Yeah, you think the promo would lead with that. But also, he's 36 years old, so I don't think it lights up. Sandra's daughter, I believe, is on Survivor Australia right now. Really? Mm -hmm. I could be wrong. Okay, Um, here we get. We go to Lauren Harp. Uh, Another hottie. Sorry. (laughs) Um, Hometown, Port Arthur, Texas. Current residence, Mount Bellevue, Texas, elementary school teacher. Um, Didn't work out for uh, the last school teacher, so out first. Who is the last school teacher? Um, I don't know her name, Rainbow Hair, whatever her name was. Oh, Mariah. But you know who was a school teacher, um, Cody? Who? Tommy Sheehan. Oh, my worked God. Out, worked out for him, did it not? Yeah, the king of the under-the-radar game. Teaching time with Tommy. Remember he said that at Tribal Council? <laughs> Tommy was so under the radar that he forgot that he could stop being boring at some point. I think he was more under the radar for us. I don't see him as an under the radar player on the island. I feel like he was leading so many votes. Yeah, maybe you're right. I don't know. Okay, so I uh, the personable, resistant, adaptable. Lauren, Lauren Harp, Harp, hmm. Maybe Single parent, yeah, yep. That was that was a big part of her, um, thing, uh, her video. So she enjoys reading and listening to podcasts and sermons online. So podcasts, maybe she listens to Merge Boot. <laughs> She's a big fan. Well, she, um, she really likes Erica and wants to. Uh, uh, resemble her gameplay so maybe she did listen to our podcast with erica oh yeah maybe she listened to the interview we did mm-hmm. with erica maybe that will come through on this season yes erica's strategy that she laid out on the line if she uh, starts talking about how uh I heard how cheese erica... gives her the shits then we'll know yeah. that she was listening to our podcast. i heard i heard erica talking about a fat canadian fast food restaurant called harvey's and that really influenced my game <laughs> um so yeah she loved the way natalie played in blood versus water and where's at war her strength and ability to never give up is most admirable 
Um, we have every time we've skipped over this. What will you value in an alliance partner thing? I just there's not much there. It's the same thing. It's just honesty, loyalty. Well, we did talk about it with um with one uh, with uh, Matt because he he talked about how the uh, coattail riders are dead. Oh yeah. Um. Uh, kicking her children's butt in Mario Kart. She, I guess she doesn't let them win. Yeah, I mean it'd be hard to be a kid and never win at Mario Kart, huh? And only getting to play with your mom. Yeah, I guess. Why? Why wouldn't they play with other people other than their mom? She doesn't say it, but it seems like she plays it so much with them that they aren't allowed to consume that many video games to play it with anyone else. You are really reading it into this one sentence a lot. If you're if you if you see kicking their butts in Mario Kart, you think she doesn't let them play any other game with anyone else. And every time they play it, I win. <laughs> I'm That's... reading her like a book. <laughs> um my God, we've been talking for a while, and uh, I don't. What number is <laughs> six of? <laughs> well, let's just move on. What more do we have to talk about her? I don't know. I like her. She's good. Um, she was, uh, yeah, she's okay. She just seems she's gonna be good. I I think she's good. This next guy I like too. He seems cool, Danny Massa. But See, here's the thing with everyone. I like. I want everyone to be just a little bit kookier. I guess we have that with Carolyn and Yamim. And yam yam, yeah. Uh, Danny, Danny could go either way with me. He also he kind of reminds reminds me of Benry. Well, Danny, I'll tell you this much: we're not getting a lot from Danny unless he decides to go like full fledged asshole. Then we're not Detective getting... Dean. Maybe maybe he goes Detective Dean. I don't know. This guy doesn't have a lot of personality. He seemed honestly pretty boring. He was one of the I videos where I, I like watched him. it and I was like, I get it. He's a firefighter and they've clearly just brought him in for challenges because he's from he's, the Bronx. He's not going to show a lot of personality on I this. Think thing. He's, he's not just fiery because he's a firefighter. I think he's going to he's going to have that New York attitude. He's got he's got kind of that like high pitch New York. I you know if we're he's, cutting people. That aren't charismatic and aren't good on camera. This guy's getting cut. He's not going to be I shown. I I I did not see uncharismatic from him. I I did. Like yeah, sure. Seems like a nice guy. Nice smile. Comes off as an asshole. He said in his video. Mm, that's fun though. <laughs> it's true. Peeves are bullying and whining. His only and, chance uh, of being featured on this show is if he starts bullying people and gets hated. Uh, his there's something uh, you would never know from looking at him is growing up he was very insecure about his body, his voice, and speech. Um, firefighters stick together because he's all about Jeremy. Yes, yes, and um, Mike Turner was a firefighter as well. Yeah, he doesn't talk about Mike though. He doesn't want to play that game. And uh, Tom Westman was a fireman. No. Yeah, I think he was. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, this guy seems like he's going to be a challenge beast. He's got the... Uh, yeah. He's a runner. I, I don't know how you look at this guy and not think, wow, Benry meets Jonathan. I don't... I don't know. I... I I don't know what to think about this guy. He's he, like he hates bullying. He does breath work and meditation. So he's pretty down to earth, I would assume. If you're doing if you're that like kind of like jockey and like firefighter, then the fact that you do breath work and meditation tells me that you're not going to be an asshole. Do you like Benry? I don't give a shit about Benry. <laughs> <laughs> to me, Benry is like a, a burden to you, like. I like that this is like bizarre little rat boy made it onto Survivor. <laughs> um. Anyway, I hope that uh, Danny fulfills his Benry potential and calls Maddie a dirt squirrel or something like that. Well, obviously, the two of us are on opposite sides of this guy because I don't have any faith in him. I, I'm sure he's a great guy. I just don't mm. think that he's going to get featured. That's that's the big thing. I don't think that's I'm not like fuck this guy or anything like that. But um, and I'm excited to see what he does in challenges because, you know, my uh, love of big beefy boys. Yes. Um, Heidi, tell me about Heidi. Yeah, so Heidi's also from Puerto Rico, and that was a big part of her thing. It's going to be interesting uh, that there's two people from Puerto Rico on it because uh, the way that Heidi was talking was uh, wanting to be another Puerto Rican winner and have another Puerto Rican winner. So the fact that Yam Yam's going to be there as well, like it, uh, that seems like it goes. She didn't specifically say that she wanted to be the Puerto Rican winner, so maybe she'll help him win. Who knows? She she doesn't live in in Puerto Rico anymore. She lives in Pennsylvania now. No, but it was a big part of her confessional. Was yes, yes, I know, I know. Uh, um, so. Yeah, she she's the one that brought up Sandra. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she seems cool though. But I mean, you, and this is not being me being like stereotypical or whatever. You do worry about. These days, uh, the older woman on Survivor, it's a, it's an uphill battle to a make it through the fucking pre-merge is the big one. But and if anyone's pissed off about that statement, he said he's not being stereotypical, and this is just the way he feels. This is I didn't say it was just the way I feel. Did I <laughs> no. say that? <laughs> it's called no, it's a just call the way back, it's Joel. been. I'm just I, I'm I'm. <laughs> I'm going. I'm go. I I I believe that Heidi can can uh rise above what's happened already on the show. But it just last season we saw it. Um, the season before, uh, we saw it. Uh, with someone else named Mariah. Two Mariahs in a row. She's she's um, got Heidi's got arms though. So you're looking at her photo and seeing that she has muscles and you think that she can pull her weight in challenges in the pre-merge. Well, I think like the older women thing is less that they're like, it's usually when they're not pulling their weight in challenges mm. is, is why they end up going sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that, and obviously last season uh, we saw, 
um, I forget her, what her name even was now because she went so fast, but she ended up getting paranoid. Um, Lindsay. Lindsay, yeah. And like she was an older woman that could have went far. But yeah, I think that um, a lot of, especially what we're going to be seeing here, I think there's a lot of big guys in this and that they might really focus on challenges based off of like, size and athleticism of a lot of these people so boys yeah and there's a lot of like athletic and uh strong looking women too um as well but yeah so people that aren't holding up in challenges might have a hard time in general but i don't know i just got arms so i don't she loves her favorite hobbies are crossfit and playing board games board games that's a big one that's one of Chris George's rules, usually Catan specifically. But... I think it's Catan specifically, yeah. Still. Um, but yeah, I I mean, I don't have... Uh, I, I guess we'll have to look at the tribe breakdown. Um, I, I believe when I was looking at it before, there's one tribe that clearly looks like they're going to be annihilated. Uh, but we'll have to look at that at the end. But I, I, I think that... Um, Heidi could go pretty far in this. All right, let's go to the rocket scientist or FBI study or whatever. Carson Garrett. He's a NASA engineering student and scroll down to his hobbies. What are his fucking hobbies? Read them out. Um, It's 3D printing. Settlers of Catan. Mm-hmm. Photography, Minecraft, Minecraft. It was mostly Catan, games. but yeah, YouTube videos. What the hell? So I think that this guy could, uh, from watching his video, he could be an Adam Klein, keep going to the end type, or he could be a Zach in season forty two and go home right away. <laughs> I'm. Uh... I'm inclined to believe that he's going home right away, but I'll yeah. once again have to see the uh, tribe breakdown. He does have the Catan, so we know that this will be a, a, a high up on Chris George's list when we have him on in a couple of weeks. Uh, mm. But I think that this is a pre-merge guy. I will say in his video, so in his picture, I'm looking at it now, I'm like, oh, this guy's a twerp. Right. <laughs> In his video, he has his shirt off, and he is muscular underneath that. You better watch it. Watch out, because that uh, a firefighter you love, will uh, Danny, will beat the shit out of you. He hates bullies, and you're calling this guy a twerp? But he hates whining as well. Oh, so, so you think he's a whiny twerp? Yeah, he's a whiny twerp. Um, I say this as like somebody who also maybe is kind of a twerp. Or was once in my life, I guess. I don't know. I'm not. A, I guess I'm not a twerp, but I'm not jacked. That guy's definitely jack more jacked than me. Um. Uh. Yeah. His answers are long. I don't want to read all this. <laughs> yeah, he 3D prints survivor puzzles. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So he's doing he identifies those. Identifies the most with Hubiki. Yeah, I mean, this is a guy that's going to be good at the game, and if he's holding his weight in puzzles, they might not. It depends 
what these challenges, I guess, are going to be as well. I think that he could go home just from overplaying. He could also go home for underperforming if it's completely physical at the start. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, he's also you're right. He's a guy that could go far as well. He's got all the tools. Obviously, he's a huge Survivor fan. But as we see, I think that being a huge, massive Survivor nerd usually doesn't play in your favor. Jacob Derwin. Yeah. So, oh, my God, his pet peeves is a fucking essay as well. Uh, mosquitoes, delayed texters, people who text me essays. What the hell, dude? All Every- of your fucking answers are essays. <laughs> people who play on their phone during a movie. I agree with that. Uh, smacking gum in a silent room. Um, Yeah, my brother does that. It does bother me, but that's it's okay. I don't get mad at him. It's not my pet peeve. I do tell people to stop playing on their phones at the movie. So, people who radiate negative vibes agree. People who think the moon landing is fake, I agree with a lot. Is I don't care if people text me essays though. Like whatever, texting essays. This guy's already texting essays. Radiating negative vibes. He's got more pet peeves than anyone else. That's pretty <laughs> fucking negative. I think this guy's a classic self-loather. Yeah. And he's going to bully himself. And then Danny's going to be pissed. So you think that he's going to be out there being like, I'm so mad at myself for writing all those long answers for the bio. (laughs) And he's going to start calling himself an idiot. Yeah. (laughs) Danny's going to be like, hey, I don't like bullies. He's like, I'm not bullying anyone. I'm bullying myself. And he goes, stop whining. I yeah, I'm thinking that uh dude's done. I'm thinking he's done. Um we'll see. We'll see. He is a part of that promo video at the beginning because he apparently studied FBI interrogation techniques before coming on the show. Yeah, we'll see how that plays out. Yeah. Um yeah, so he's got some accomplishments. He was the National Student Volunteer Award recipient in 2022. I don't care how many uh, awards he won in school, Joel. I already told you I'm not into this guy. <laughs> okay, let's move on to Maddie, who I uh, who has a monotone voice in in her video, but something about her I think is very interesting. She wants to eat the men alive. She wants to eat the men. She wants to play forward after the merge. She's tired of women being rewarded for their social games. She says she plays a social game in her life. When she's out here, she wants to play a strategic game. She wants to play a physical game. She wants to play forward, which is... And she specifies that she wants to do this after the merge, which I think is smart. So I think it's... It's cool. And I also scrolled her Twitter and she seems funny. I want to preface this that it's not that women shouldn't play that way because I agree with that. But going in there with the mindset of that, I think that you're going to go too far to overcompensate. I'm worried. And that you're going to immediately be a target and get out. So you're worried about Maddie? I'm worried about Maddie. I don't have I like a lot Maddie. of faith in She's Maddie. Cool. I, you know what I like about her is her 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 answers to these questions aren't fucking essays. Well, 
And I mean, we saw someone else that was kind of entertaining that we didn't get to see a lot of on the island. And that was Lydia was very entertaining on social media and had yes. good answers and was yes. funny. But we yes. didn't get to see any of that on the island. And I think that the monotone yes. nature of her will stop her from being featured. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, Hobbies. Making movies with her sisters. That's She's a regular a Sammy Fableman. <laughs> Dancing all night, pretending I'm Madonna at karaoke and laying in the grass. Pet peeves, elitists. Yes. Mansplaining. Yes. Impatience. That's me. Having sand on my feet when I put socks on. I guess I haven't been to the beach enough to really know. That does seem unpleasant. I'm sure that is unpleasant, but I haven't been to enough beaches. And when I go to the beach, I usually wear sandals or Crocs. I'll tell you this much. Go ahead. This previewing, I want to lay this prediction down now because when you listen in a couple weeks, this is going to be a high Ryan pick. Maddie? Yes. Okay, so Ryan Quinn, for everyone who doesn't know, is uh, one of the drafters for our fantasy league. And... uh, Cody is saying that Ryan will pick her early. Why do you say that? This has Ryan written all over it, but I think it has Joel written all over it. She's one of the ones I'm most excited about, to be honest. Well, that's she quit her job as a CEO's assistant, and her pet peeve is elitists. This also, yeah, this is Joel Maddie, written. Yes, all eat over the rich it. with me, eat the men with me, eat me. <laughs> She's a hottie. I like her. Oh my god. Uh, strategically, she wants to be like Sari or Omar. I love it. I love it. She's got that. She loves Kitchener Waterloo. Um, and she wants to play like someone from Kitchener Waterloo. And she's going to have the swag of Malcolm. I love it. Love it. Love it. Which means pulling out your idol at tribal council saying, I got it. And I'm going to play it. It's interesting. I mean, she she is also one that could go either way. This is and the reason why this is a Joel pick is because it's someone that everyone and I mean Joel the last few times that we've had the fantasy when we do that breakdown in a couple of weeks, we've laughed at Joel's teams both times and then Joel You're about me. Up, yes, and then you end up winning. We yes. laugh hysterically at your teams. Mhm. But you prove to laugh at us, and we're the fools. True. Yeah, so, I picked Mike Turner first round, baby. Cody first round, baby. <laughs> and I win. Yeah, so maybe Maddie's like that. I mean, Maddie's interesting to me. That's for sure. Um, um, she placed third in an ultra marathon when she was 22. I'm not as buff as everyone else on the cast, so y'all needed to know at least I can run far. Okay, cool. Okay, next we got Bruce Perot. Ooh, short answers for Bruce. Insurance agent. What's R.I.? War- Warwick, R.I. Rhode Island. Yeah. Energetic, funny, competitive. This is the dad. He's a dad. Remember that? Yeah. Um. Also says Jeremy Collins that he identifies the most. His sense of family and commitment. This is going to be an old school player, I think, Bruce. Oh, uh, 
who said that in his video he said that he's an awesome husband <laughs> i'm an awesome husband <laughs> pretty good all right man <laughs> nice uh favorite hobbies golf and boxing pet peeves people who run their fork on their teeth while eating that sounds painful who does that yeah that's weird i think uh, um bruce also grew up in the foster uh programs yeah he has a story um which makes him interesting i think that he also um he, he popped a little on camera. He wasn't anything crazy uh, for me. I wasn't losing my mind for Bruce. Uh, but I think that he's going to be an old school player. I I think. I think he's our uh, our guy that's going to kind of maybe. Uh, people will let him take the lead at first. Mm -hmm. I think he's our yeah. guy that people let take the lead until they decide to get rid of him and he might last a while, but I don't think he's got this game. I would be surprised to see a Bruce. You win. think he's got Terry Dietz vibes. He definitely has Terry Dietz vibes. Yeah. He has kind of, um, a little bit of Terry Dietz, a little bit of Danny, maybe a little bit of Tom Westman, but I don't think that's our time anymore. Yeah. So, or, or Andrew Savage. Yeah. Andrew Savage is, he's that classic type and, and, and the Jeremy, the Jeremy comparisons, um, pretty good, but I think that Jeremy had a little bit more to his game that I don't think that this guy's seen based off the description and maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. They're, they're short answers. We don't get a much of a vibe on his like knowledge of survivor and it talks a lot about being a dad and his upbringing there's not much about strategic play here yeah it seems like he's got because see what he likes about jeremy is his fence his sense of family and commitment which is a big part of jeremy's story but there's more to his game right he says at the end he says i will be social and rely on my strategic wit which just sounds like an AI wrote that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, something I noticed is that it's kind of, he's got Royal Tenenbaum vibes when he, when he calls his mother, his adoptive mother. Oh yeah. Um, the way he used to call Gwyneth Paltrow, his adoptive daughter. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry to keep doing this, but we have another bit. It's another babe alert. We got Sarah Wade. Jesus Christ. We got lots of hunks too. Danny's a hunk. Bruce is a hunk. Whatever. Uh, um, but we got another. We have another babe alert. I'd say there's a lot of hotties on the cast, and that's that's okay. Um, uh, they are interesting beyond their looks. It's course. okay because it's just how you feel. Yes. Uh, current residence: Chicago, Illinois. She's from Rochester, Minnesota. Occupation: She's a management consultant. Strategic driven fun. I will say her video. Um, I had to watch like three times for it to imprint on me, because I I, I am thinking the exact same thing. I don't even remember this person. Yeah. So I don't have Which a lot so often, to say. I mean, so often these people end up being the main characters of their seasons. Mm, I don't know if that's true. Oh, key dokey. Uh, 
Let's see here. Favorite hobbies, doing anything outdoors, biking, working out, playing, beach, volleyball, reading, eating raw food. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> yeah, uh, raw food, raw veg. <laughs> raw chicken. She's not eating raw meat like the liver king. Or maybe Does she is raw chicken. Does Liver King eat raw chicken? Um, he eats all raw meat. I don't. I don't know if he eats chicken though. That would be bad. I know he eats uh bone he, marrow. Every yeah, time he shows bone marrow, I'm like, that looks tasty. And he um he eats steroids. Yes, we know that. I, I think he he. I don't know that he eats them. I think he he pokes them. Right. Into a certain <laughs> cheek. Um, so Sarah has been a fan since the beginning. Grew up looking up to Stephanie Sari and Parvati. Yeah. Um, she identifies the most with Natalie. She's competitive, direct, and pretty loyal. However, she was willing to make some moves against her alliance when the timing was right. When the timing was right. There you go. Yeah. Um, pet peeves. Sound of someone chewing. Rule followers. Uh, people who are closed-minded and inflexible. Rule followers. I wonder if she's vaccinated. <laughs> um, she's proud of her admittance to grad school. Um, her ooh, uh, biggest inspiration in life life not her parents, but her best friend Kaylee, who passed away unexpectedly two years ago. She inspires me to be a bold, brave badass person in everything I do. She was all those things and more, and I'm inspired to live in a way that would make her proud. Very nice. Um, Interesting. I mean, I mean, Sarah could be good. Unfortunately, um, watching her video, it didn't leave any kind of mark on me or anything. So yeah. I'm going to say it wasn't a pop due to that. Yeah. But uh, our next person, can we move yes. on? Okay, to is, this big, is this a big pop for you? This is the big one. See, this would be to me Matthew Greenstead Mail, the other barbershop owner. Yes. Oh, or the other one was a uh, the other uh, Yam Yam was a salon owner. This is a barbershop yeah. owner. So that's the difference mm. between uh, Queen Latifah and Cedric the Entertainer. <laughs> uh, we know that uh, but Matthew to me is the hands down number one winner pick if not for that preview video where he's falling off the rocks that's the only thing that makes yes. this conflicting to me because to me Matthew has everything he pops on the camera He's fun. He's got a story. I I think that he just seems like he would be the pick. And it's really this one's really difficult because it does seem like it's alluding to his medevac. But would they show I think it's him? just good B-roll. I honestly just think it's good B-roll that they had. And he's probably has some cuts, you know, like the way uh, Janine had a cut on her chin. How do you slip the down those rocks season? without getting hurt? But they well, wouldn't show fucking, you that if Do you remember Aris fell on some rocks in the finale? Still showed up to final tribal council. Wow, what a hero. And he fucking won. Yeah. That's why he's Aris and not Vetus. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, to me, 
Matthews. Oh, what a guy. Just, I just watched him fall. Oh, my gosh. That's oh, wait, a bad let looking just, fall. Let me just watch that again. That's a so bad I'll, looking I'll fall. This. Oh, wait. I don't want to turn your sound off. I just turned the entire laptop sound off. Okay, let me just watch this again to see if it actually seems like he actually hurts himself. Okay, he falls. Okay, he looks like he catches himself. On rocks, he ca- though? He's just going to have some scratches on the bottom of his feet. Because I'll say this. The, the preview for 44... He's heavily featured. He's the beginning of that preview. He's talking the entire time. He's climbing the rocks. He's looking epic. And then for the first three minutes, he's featured in that. He catches um, himself. He's probably got some cuts on his feet and hands, but he doesn't doesn't even look like he cuts his knees. Interesting. I mean, I then, Joel, if you're confident in that, then I'm confident in saying Matthew's my winner pick. Laying it down now. You already just you said that Carolyn was your winner pick. Well, Carolyn's where my heart goes, but she's not going. Okay, so why do you like Matthew? Tell us. I like I like Matthew. I think I think that he pops on the camera. I think that the way that they're featuring him, I mean, maybe he's not the winner because the way that they feature him is similar to like the way they featured Jesse last season. But that uh, could also be tricking us. I think yep. that. I think that it's interesting. Um, he talks about his husband and his son in mm-hmm. it. And uh, this is. Am I. Is there four um, queer identifying people in this? Well, season? we got Yam Yam. We've had we three have... so far. I think there's another one, too. Yeah, I think uh, one of the girls. Um... But not clear. And we spoke to a little bit of this. Um, but one thing that I want to say is that like uh remember seasons where there would just be uh one queer identifying person and that would be their thing. You know, like yeah. that's all they would be featured about. Yeah. And now Joshua is also queer. That's and, the heart the the heart surgeon. The surgeon or something. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that was the and other person I was thinking of. one other. Um, what's her name? Franny. Okay, so five. Five, yeah. Um, It might be the most uh, LGBT people in a season. I have to take a look at uh, 43. I know that was a big one, too. But uh, not 43, 42. 42. Mm-hmm. But... Um, uh, but uh, his biggest inspirations, his husband, Dale, fell in love with uh, me before I knew how to love myself. I don't think I would be here without him in my life. That's sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, he thinks that he will be the sole survivor because he has heart, the drive, the ability to see this to the end. And there will be tons of giggles and rainbows along the way. I think well, if he has heart, maybe Joshua is going to perform surgery on it. So <laughs> maybe yeah. maybe Joshua stops every medevac from happening. Yeah. Okay, so um, we got some pet peeves. You want me to say his pet peeves, or do you have something else to say there? Sorry. Well, I just think that the kind of, like, uh, the fun of him, I think, will be uh, alluring. And I mean, that rock, even climbing those rocks is kind of similar to, like, a Cody kind of thing of just really taking in the moment. And I think that's what people liked about Cody. But also, he Matthew seems to have more of like the uh 
I guess like self-awareness, the determination, and I can see him going far uh, due to his just strategic prowess as well. So, pet peeves. We got a lot. And they're strange. Uh-oh. People that talk in circles. Wouldn't like Gabler. <laughs> People who don't give others time to talk in a convo. Don't listen to podcasts. The color combo of purple and white. That's my school's colors. That was my elementary school's colors. <laughs> um, misformed popsicles. What? Like the SpongeBob ones where the eyes are droopy? <laughs> yeah. What misformed popsicles are there? Oh, I don't get that one. Odd numbers. Okay, that's half the numbers. Uh, pineapple and pizza, clearly not Canadian. He's probably going to bump heads with Kane. Um, and malt chocolate candy. Mel- uh, going to bump heads with Carolyn. Why Carolyn? Because she loves chocolate. She falls asleep, right, yeah, she falls asleep all the time. Eating malt chocolate candy. Oh, my God. Um, But maybe she's going to keep that as a secret to the end. Yeah. I mean, um, I like... Uh... Yeah, I like I like Matthew. I like um Do you like malt chocolate candy? No, I don't think so. I I mean I can't have chocolate uh because I'm I'm vegan, so you can have dark chocolate, can't you? I can't have well, I can have pineapple on pizza. I do like pineapple on pizza. Can you have dark chocolate? Uh yeah, usually yeah, that one's cocoa, so uh, chocolate. His hometown uh, is called Pickerington. Yeah, close to Pickering, a, Ontario. It's a, it's a mouthful. Pickerington, Pickerington, Pickering, Ontario. On or Picton, Ontario. There's a Picton, Ontario, and a Pickering, Ontario. Hmm. Pretty good. Um, yeah, a lot of his pet peeves actually I disagree with hard, which is going to be a huge thing for me. Odd numbers. My favorite number is seven and seventeen. Uh, pineapple, I like on pizza. My school's colors, like I said, purple and white. Um, I constantly talk in circles like I'm doing right now. Mm. And I don't give Joel any time to talk. No, you don't. I never get to talk on this podcast. <laughs> Let's get to Helen Lee. Helen Lee, Wayland, Mass is her hometown. She's from. She lives in San Francisco. wonder if she knows the other San Franciscan. Um can't remember who that is now we'll know we'll discuss it i'm sure maybe they do know each other uh long answers here uh life experience that prepared you for the game growing up and in college i was part of a number of different communities and learned to adapt to the norms of each of them often context switching between very different groups such as my predominantly chinese dance group and my american high school cool identifies with erica uh, she wants to play with like a mix of Tina and Sophie Clark. I like those answers. Erica, Tina, Sophie, good people to emulate. Yeah, interesting. I think that her video is very Erica centric. Mm. Yes. Yes. Um, toilet paper roll going under instead of over is her pet peeves, as well as traffic and disrespectful people. She can complete an expert level of Minesweeper in under two minutes, a game I've never fully understood. 
I've never really gotten it either. <laughs> it doesn't make fucking sense to me. I always try and figure it out, but yeah. Her parents are her biggest influence. Influence big, fucking whoop. Um. So I mean, good for I mean, I'm saying big whoop. I have barely read the answer. I'm sure it's a nice answer that she gives about her parents. They worked their asses off since they, since then, to give my brother and I every opportunity they could. Good for them. I'm sorry. It is a big whoop. Sorry. Um, but also, everybody says their parents. So um, she wants to. She's going to be underestimated. She's going to adapt to the game dynamics. Yeah, choosing Erica, Sophie, and Tina isn't the sexiest picks as far as a season's entertainment goes. But it could I don't know. be. Sophie was pretty fun on uh, on Winners at War, and Tina pops hard, and Erica was great in their interview with her. Well, I, she I had mean, a great I... finale. Yeah, Erica had a great finale. I I'm just saying it's not the sec- like it's not like you're, she's choosing Nora or Debbie. Yeah, if you if she chose a mixture of Nora and Debbie, then we'd be talking. <laughs> Somebody who <laughs> wants to play like Nora and Debbie. Okay, here's <laughs> one of my favorites. This next guy is a big one for me. I Could agree be with my you. winner pick. What's that? I agree with you. Yeah, Josh Wilder. He's mm-hmm. cool. He's a surgical podiatrist. Oh, so he so he's not a heart surgeon. He's a foot surgeon. Well, we fucked that up. Yeah. Um Yeah, so he is a um from Cincinnati, Ohio, another Ohioan. Currently think... lives in Atlanta, Georgia. Um he wants to prove to himself and any other little gay black boy or girl that you can do anything you put your mind to. Growing up with a medical condition. That's another big part of his story is that he uh, is a cancer survivor. Mm-hmm. He was told by numerous doctors and people that he couldn't or wouldn't be able to do things like other people. I called bullcrap, he says, and have completely astounded doctors with what I have achieved both professionally and personally. It sounds like Trump when he was like, man, woman, person, camera, TV. And then they asked me to say it back, and I said, man, woman, person, camera, TV. And they said, how did you do that? No one has ever done that. I think we're going to a record of you segueing to Trump. He wants a paper towel? People love it when I give paper towel. I'll I'll say with Josh, uh, he was, I think he was the last video I watched, or second last. He was one of the last ones. Good video. Um, I, before I watched it, I was like, do I even need to watch these? I have my picks. And then I watched Josh and it flipped me on my head and I bonked my noggin off the floor. Um, favorite hobbies, obstacle course races, traveling, tending to my house plants. That's a second house plant hobby. Uh, yeah. Yam Yam said that too. Okay. Um. Uh. Pet peeves: those who pr- mispronounce salmon. Uh. So salmon, I guess. And who says I'm that? Just... Or is is salmon the wrong way to say it? You know, we in Canada say salmon. You know, maybe in different 
places they say salmon i'm sure it could be a southern thing well no there's an american movie to georgia what's that there's an american movie called slam and salmon it wouldn't be called slam and salmon if that's not how you say it yeah and there's a british movie called salmon fishing in the yemen salmon it might be it's salmon in there salmon in the yemen salmonella (laughs) um yeah, I just I think he's he he's going to hide the fact that he's a surgical podiatrist. He he thinks he is physically fit and thinks that uh, if he's perceived as a double threat, that could be bad. Um, if he's physical and you know maybe triple threat if he's social as well, which he I'm sure he is. Um, yeah, I'm I'm liking him. Ooh, besides his mom, for his biggest in, uh, inspiration, he. Mentions I love this. Say this at the beginning of your your who's your biggest inspiration. Besides my mom, quick little sentence who helped me find who I was in the world. Then get on to a good one. I would say my deceased kidney kidney donor, Kristen Regal, she died at the age of 15 from a drunk driver, and her grandma donated all her organs. I was a near perfect match, received her kidney. I live every day for her and would not be here without her. That is very sad. I'm getting a little choked up, but that's very nice that he mentions yeah. her like that. And lived- I actually got teary-eyed there too. Just, yeah. Um, I think it was the way you read it, Joel. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the exact same way I've read every other answer. Um, but I went to acting school to to really get people going. So, why I, will you be the sole survivor? Uh, I will be the sole. This is a long answer, so maybe I shouldn't read all of it. I grew. I beat. I survived a kidney transplant. I beat cancer. He wasn't supposed to live past age five. He grew up a gay black man in Ohio. I also know how to communicate with many different people to establish these trust and alliance to further my gameplay. And then he goes on to say that he has to keep very athletic uh, and stay healthy due to his illness. Yeah, he can flip a negative situation. I like him. He's good. He's got good answers. Yeah, I I think that uh, he's a top pick. He's a he's a top two, maybe, and maybe even a, yeah. He's yeah, at least if, a top four to everybody, I would imagine. I would be surprised if he's not first round pick. If it's not for uh, Mister Fall Down the Rocks, what's his name again? Uh, Matt. Matthew. Oh, there's two Matts. Really? Yes, the first Matt is Matt uh, Inglebrightson or whatever. Oh, right. Blank Blankenship. Blankenship and uh then and Matthew. There's a Matthew Matt and a Matthew. The, there's a Matt and a Matthew. One well, who falls down the rocks, one Blankenship. We just talked uh, about someone we're high on. Now let me talk to you about someone I'm extremely low on and could give less of a shit about. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what is your problem? Her whole thing is being a yogi. Okay, but... well, say her fucking name. Say Say her name. <laughs> no, I refuse. No, that's... Jamie Lynn Ruiz. Jamie Lynn Ruiz. Her whole thing's about being a yogi, uh, being spiritual. We already have Carolyn. Let me tell you that right off the top. Last season, you were so fucking high on uh, Cassidy, whose entire uh, preseason was about, was about being spiritual and being. We don't yogi. need two people that are spiritual. We only need one. 
and you're giving me a thumbs up right now, Joel. I don't know why my my Zoom keeps doing that. I don't know why I'm not because you're on my side. You don't want to say it, but you're down on this person too. You're thumbs upping me off camera. I keep I keep thumbs upping and waving to you. I don't know why that's who who is doing that. It's weird. Um, (laughs) So she says she's a Survivor fan. She grew up watching Survivor as a family thanks to her VHS recorder. We never missed an episode. That my my man is the way I watched Survivor growing up, recording them on the VHS and coming home. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> Shut up. He likes gar- gardening, yoga, cooking, golfing, hiking, reading, painting, swimming, writing. She says writing twice, or no, reading and writing. Never mind. Eating, laughing, eat, pray, love. Yeah, fuck. No, catching up on my shows with the VHS. Uh, pet peeves, cold food, sound of the alarm clock on the iPhone. You know the one. Oh my God, I was dealing with it this morning. Cody wanted to record at ten a.m. today. Well, you're about to make her your favorite person when you read something that she you wouldn't know about her, and I'll let you read it because she's gonna be your favorite. Well, the last pet peeve is the lack of potato chips in a brand new bag. Lack of potato chips in a brand new bag. James Brown voice. Um. <laughs> She's most uh, proud of herself for having the courage to com- quit a 10-year career to follow my dreams. That's not what you want me to read. Okay. People will never know that I love scary movies and grew up watching Freddy, Jason, and Chucky. Love, love that. Love that. She's my winner pick. Uh, <laughs> she's going to play like Chucky out there. I wish she didn't mention Michael. She didn't mention Michael. No. Well, the I mean. Her Mount Rushmore is Freddy, Jason, Chucky. Chucky's the number one, obviously. Maybe she didn't mention Michael. Actually, you don't have a Michael coaster. She knows that. Oh, yeah. Well, I have Pennywise. Yeah, she didn't mention Pennywise. Pennywise is better than Jason. You have a Freddy coaster, a Jason coaster, a Chucky coaster, and a Pennywise coaster. And I think we've already gone over on the podcast how Michael Myers would be the better one to have with those. But there was a big reason why I didn't buy that one. Right, because uh, the the vendor had a Michael Myers coaster, but it said no lives matter on it. Yeah. <laughs> that is just not a stance you want to take. <laughs> People want to put their drink down, and you don't want them to think that you think that. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that's fun. I would love to have uh, Jamie Lynn on the podcast so she could give you a piece of her mind for saying that you hate her. I think and she's going to have a lot her to say. Gab about Spasher films. I love, I mean, I'm a huge Chucky guy. We know that. Yes, you're a way bigger Chucky guy than I am. Yeah, so. I, I am a Chucky guy, but I've never watched the TV show. Yeah, so I'm, I, Chucky. You're a bigger fan of new Chucky movies. Uh, I'm a fan of all of them, though. You love Cult of Chucky. Yeah, Curse of Chucky, Seed of Chucky. Well, I I like the uh, chili scene. Yeah, well, yeah, because you have a brain. Yeah, who doesn't? <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Chucky... I'm a more of a Child's Play, Child's Play Two, Bride of Chucky guy. No, you're more of a Child's Play Three guy. <laughs> no, I am emphatically not. Um, but Chucky's my favorite maybe second favorite it's it's pretty tight between that and scream for me right 
But I'm a Jason you. guy. I'm a Jason and my Freddy guy. I also love Scream. Scream's one of my favorite movies. Met Kevin Williamson last summer, and I talked to him, and I told him that I liked Scream, and he seemed like he didn't want to talk to me. <laughs> um. Anyways, we need to move on because oh, as here we go, as this low is, as I was, as low as I was on Jamie Lynn, I'm lower. What? Dean Fritzler. What are you talking about? I think we need to root for Kane. This he's from Moose Jaw. He's from Canada. He's from Moose Jaw. People are gonna think that's made up if you're from America. I guarantee it. Yeah. Um. Twenty five years old. Here's the problem with Kane. Okay. We are on a streak of every Canadian's one. Right. Yes. Well, they, other than Drea. And Omer. well. Since they've been putting the Canadians on. Yeah, a they, Canadian has won. A Canadian has won the season. And Chan didn't win either. No, but a Canadian still won those seasons. It doesn't matter if any of those Canadians Tom won. Tom Laidlaw didn't fucking win. They didn't count him, obviously. I wanna they... I wanna go I wanna go into a fucking dimension where Tom Laidlaw won Survivor. That's the dimension I want to live in. Um but Anyways, a Canadian has won the seasons that they've been on. We're on a streak right now. Kane is clearly on here because they found the absolute biggest <laughs> dud they could find in all of Canada. Oh, my God. Just to Cody. end the streak. And I know that Jeff Probst did this. Jeff Probst found the worst Canadian he could possibly put just so the streak would end. And a Canadian wouldn't win because Cody, I'm guaranteeing this is the guy now. That, that we we we're most likely to get on our podcast, and you are slandering him. You're dragging him. He's never going to want to come on. Kane, I'll see you on the podcast, him, and I will say hobby. this directly to your fucking face. <laughs> so Jordan, my friend Jordan, and I believe she's been on Spooked. No, yeah. She's from uh, Saskatoon. So yeah. I sent him the picture, sent her the picture. And she said, uh, I asked if she knew him. She said, no. She said, he'll make us proud. He looks like a nice guy. And I said, does he look like a typical Saskatchewan male? And she said, yeah, he could have been in any one of my improv troops. Then <laughs> we talked about his shirt. His shirt is funny. I said he looks like he's at he's at a golf course, but he's not golfing. He's, he's just hanging at the club. He looks giant. Well, the shirt does a lot. So he plays Dungeons and Dragons. He cares for his dog. He's survivors. Pet peeves are bad drivers. All talk, no walkers. Um, he plays Dungeons and Dragons. I feel like you should like him. I don't like Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, but you you live with Colin. Yeah, and that's and the worst part about Colin. I would think, actually, if there's a if there's a worse person they could have got on this show to make sure Canadians lose, it would have been Colin. <laughs> <laughs> Is he home? I wish he was. We're talking about Cody's roommate. <laughs> Fucking what, what a horrible thing to say about your own roommate. 
What's something he, we would never know from looking at him? He has a beautiful singing voice. I want to. I want to hear it. Um, <laughs> I do like this. The player he play like most like. He says, "I feel like I have the effortless charisma of a younger and more handsome Tyson, but I'd like to play a Zeke game with a few tweaks to bring home the gold." Yeah, bring it home to fucking Saskatoon, bro. Bring it home to fucking Saskatoon. Jesus Christ. I think he could win it. I think I think he could uh maybe get out third at best placement. His video, I can't remember why, but it gave me villain vibes. I mean, maybe he is. He's a Canadian. He could also go home first. He's from Saskatchewan. Already a villain. It's the forgotten Canadian province. What's the he, he gives me a bit of strunk vibes. He does have strunk vibes, and I thought strunk was a fucking dud too. <laughs> you love strunk in the preseason. Well, it's strunk in the trunk. You love strunk in the preseason, and you hated him in the real season. <laughs> did you not have strunk on your team? No, no. Uh, Chris did. Okay. Chris named his team after him. I'm pretty sure. Drunk in the trunk. Yeah. I I am so anti Kane. There is people on this he's season. He's a hunk. He's a a flunk. <laughs> he's a dumb. Uh, hey, Kane, if you're listening, I want you on. Cody is a nice guy. He's being an asshole right now. <laughs> and yeah, I'm sure you guys would be honestly friends. I honestly think that you <laughs> and him would be friends. I don't think you two are similar, but he seems similar to the people you hang out with. <laughs> Why, Colin? Colin, Damien, all these guys. He's chill. He's just a chill, normal Canadian man. <laughs> I mean, he he seems fine, but I... I, I'm fired up because I know he's not going to win. I know that he's going to ruin the streak. The streak's resting on solely his back this season, and oh, he's God. not going to pull it off. Okay, we got next up, we got Franny Martin. Yeah. Who Franny. I like. She's she's She seems cool. She seems like a, a Kellen type. That's exactly why I, I was like, no, don't like her. It reminds me of Kellen. I like Kellen. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> um, I think I'm down on everyone from here on out. <laughs> what? No, I you're don't not. Know da- you're guys. not down on Brandon Cotton. No, I'll tell you why I'm down on Brandon Cotton too. Oh God. Okay, so let's talk about Franny. Love Franny. She seems very fun, nervous, anxious. She seems fun. I like her. She wants to play. Uh, she identifies with Gabby and Aubrey. She hopes to play two strong, like those two strong wins with an extra spunk that we saw from Marianne. Marianne, very popular. Yeah, Marianne um, is very popular. Hey, uh, she said Gabby and Aubrey. Mm-hmm. Who have I been down on over the years? Every Aubrey. fucking person she's saying. Marianne? No, I like Marianne. But I don't think that, like... Am I going to go out there and be like, I'm going to play a Marianne game? She was one of the most surprising winners until Gabler happened. Favorite hobbies, collecting leaves. Okay. (laughs) Game nights and collaging. Collecting leaves. No pet peeves. Christ. 
You didn't list her pet peeves. Maybe the very concept of a pet peeve is her pet peeve. Man, that firefighter is really going to beat the shit out of me for bullying. Yeah. Keep Franny's name out your fucking mouth. <laughs> I'm not uh I'm not high on Franny. Did, did I mention that? Uh So, let's I think she's the one that had the nail salon thing. Okay, so what's one life experience that has prepared you for the game? I worked in an intense high-traffic nail salon for five years where I had to balance the needs of customers with those of 20 Vietnamese women, many twice my age, with ranging language barriers. I had to navigate very different perspectives to keep everyone happy, sometimes with grown adults literally screaming in my face about their nails. That's a fun answer. It's a fun answer. We've all it's, been in those high stakes jobs. I will say as well, her biggest inspiration is the funnest one we've heard. Let's see it. Biggest inspiration and in why I think Sophie Clark is actually the coolest person ever. Nice. And we find out Sophie Clark is her mom. <laughs> um, she was such a badass uh, on the show in her life and in her life. And I try to emulate that whenever I can. Runner up is the Scarlet Witch. What? <laughs> Has she seen Doctor Strange 2 yet? I don't think she has. <laughs> Maybe she's going to be a villain. Honestly, saying Sophie Clark is a very villainous thing to say to me, too, because I still tremble at uh, the name. Sophie Clark is awesome, and you know it. It brings um, back bad memories for me. I don't know. I don't know if she's a, my winner pick, but she seems like she could be fun on the island. Uh, you're right. She could be. She could be fun. Yeah. I'm not. Right. I'm not as down on her as I am on uh, the yoga woman, uh, Kane, and this next guy. What's your problem with the biggest hunk of them all, Brandon Cottom? What do you like about Brandon Cottom? He seems cool. I don't know. He's got. He's jacked. He's a beefy boy. He's a security specialist. He played for the Seattle Seahawks. He didn't He's play in the preview. I will say that he didn't actually play for the Seattle Seahawks. What do you mean? So when you look and he does mention it too. He says the initials or whatever. But he was a part of the practice squad. So he wasn't mm. he wasn't good enough to actually be in the NFL. Like he didn't he wasn't elite enough to get to that level but he like tr he tried out so obviously he's a better athlete than you and i but he's right. not quite nfl athlete well i like this uh what what will you value in a relationship partner there's really no trust in the game of survivor so i want to align with someone who is predictable that's smart what don't you like about him tell me again um, I don't dislike it. I, I don't dislike it. I I thought that he was going to be like uh, a big time NFL player, but he wasn't. So it disappointed me. But he also identifies with uh, Danny the most. Danny? Because Danny played Jeremy. in the NFL. Yeah. I I think that he that that Brandon is. Much like Danny, Danny ended up being a better strategic player than we gave him credit for. No, I, I was high on Danny the entire time. 
He was on my team. I think he was my second overall pick. Okay. You know that if he was on my team, I was never low on him. <laughs> it's true. No, but I think we saw him as... I think I do remember us be, us being surprised in the post-merge when he starts being more strategic. And we we saw him as like a rock, like a laid law. Yeah. And then and then he he actually ended up playing strategically, which we were impressed by. I think that Brandon doesn't pop as much for me. He wasn't popping. He just I think that I'm not down on him in any way. I think that he just wasn't quite didn't quite live up to the high expectation I had in my head. Let me just watch this preview for a second, because he says something here that I liked. Okay. It's. Right after Matthew falls off the rocks. Right. And we're just... Do you want me to be... He's a renaissance man. Oh, he's a renaissance man. plays piano. Piano. He cooks. (laughs) He flies planes. That's cool. Um, He's going to be a savage with grace. He does talk about playing piano in this uh, thing, too. Where does he play that? Where does he say that? Oh, something you would never know, know that I play him. the piano. He should be on the same tribe as Kane, so they could like start a band. Does some and, good magic tricks. And too. didn't uh fucking uh fucking Matt, not Engelbrightson. What's his fucking name? That's the comedian, Matt uh, Blankenship. Say that he played the drums, Tycho. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that we got a band, Survivor band. The Seahawks. <laughs> um, he also is pretty good at doing magic tricks. Wow. Um, pet peeves, gum smacking, people eating with their mouth open, hobbies, coaching, snowboarding, and enjoying any lake, cooking, grilling. Seems like a fun guy. Would love to spend a weekend with him. Grilling. Yeah. Swimming in a lake with him, snowboarding, that'd be fun. And he showed me a magic trick at the end of the night, and I'd I'd be so insanely surprised that I would pass out. I'm I'm taking back. I'm not down on him like I am with Kane. <laughs> yeah. And this guy's a hunk. People are gonna be like fanning themselves around him. <laughs> I'm know. pretty high on this hunk. So I have the tribe breakdowns here. Yeah. And it looks like we have and I'm we gonna got have... Roku. We got Tubi. We got Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> so on the Soka tribe, uh-huh. we have Soka. Matt Blankenship. Mm. We have the podiatrist. Josh. Josh. The firefighter. Danny. That's pretty stacked already. Yeah. And then we have the first woman we talked about. Claire? Claire. Yeah. And then I'm pretty sure this is uh Kellen. Franny. Uh, what? Franny. Franny. Yeah. And Franny. then Franny. And then we have uh the woman from Puerto Rico. That's one tribe. Heidi. So that's a I'm pretty... afraid for Heidi and Franny on that first vote. Yeah, that. because that's a pretty uh, athletic. Tri- I don't know if they'll go to tribal council, though. 
Mm-hmm. But then, yeah. yep. we have on the Ratu tribe, we have um, our football guy. Brandon. Brandon. We have Matthew. Okay. We have Kane. All big guys. They're all big. Yeah. And then we have Okay, uh, so Brandon and, and Kane, they're they're they they don't have percussion yet, but they have the 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 keys and the vo- vocals for the for the uh <laughs> the band. Uh we have the school teacher as well on there. Oh, what's her name? Uh Harp. Her last name is Harp. Lauren Harp? Maybe she plays the harp for the yeah, band. There you go. Um, and then we have the yoga woman. Jamie Lynn. And then we have the man eater. Maddie. So that tribe's interesting. Kane's, Kane's going home first. Yeah, Kane, Kane might go home first, that tribe. It could also be our football guy. Going home first? Yeah. Are you fucking talking about? I think he could. I don't think that is true at all. I think it's between Kane and him. No, it's not. <laughs> Where are you pulling this out of? I think it is. Seems like it. Seems like you're pulling it out of your fucking ass. Well, if she gathers the women together. Yeah. Who? Right. Maddie? Yeah. Because she was okay. eating the men. Yes. So, and then. So, who are the other women? We got Lauren Harp and. Uh, the yoga, yogi. Jamie Lynn. Yeah. Jamie Lynn could also go home first there. Could, but I, I mean, if she's sticking to what she said. Yes. She's working with the women. Yeah. So that's, but that's also a, a pretty physically strong tribe, I think, as well. Now we have. Yeah, meow. Yeah, meow. We have our uh our rocket scientist boy. Oh my god. What? Oh my god. Okay. So we got a physical tribe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, meow, the rocket scientist and then um what the fuck? The good dad. Bruce. Bruce. There you go. And then we have Carolyn. Carolyn, crazy. This is going to be a fun tribe. And then we have Helen. 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 Oh, yes, Helen. Yes. And then uh, the person we keep forgetting about. I think that's Sarah. Sarah, this is going to be a train wreck of a tribe. That tribe is going to tribal council every time. (laughs) That tribe is going there every Say goodbye to all those people (laughs) Yeah So And it sucks because I'm definitely drafting Yam Yam and Carolyn on my team Yeah I'm going to draft Sarah Wade as a dark dark horse um, Stephanie LaGrosa Maybe I mean the, the rocket scientist guy though If it's puzzles they might stand a chance Yeah I also Many people have said they're good at puzzles and then choke under the pressure of the actual challenges. That's true. But that but that tribe is at a significant disadvantage. Yeah. The other guys, the other tribes have like at least two jack guys on, on each tribe. And then they have, this one has Yam Yam, 
um, who I'm sure is strong and 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 rocket scientist, I'm sure is strong, and Bruce is <laughs> is I'm sure capable, but they they don't look like athletes the way that Danny, Brandon, and Josh look like athletes. <laughs> No, even anyway, this is I mean, Yam Yam one of our longest big... episodes ever. Yeah, <laughs> even uh, Yam Yam has a big frame, though. No, no, he could be good for lifting a snake over a big fence. <laughs> you know, you know that challenge. So they lift a big wet snake over a huge fence. I mean, but I, of course, we're really thinking about physical. And maybe these challenges aren't going to be as much. I think the first episode definitely will be, though. I think the first episode's usually pretty physical. Who uh, Who is your guess for who's going to be uh, have a medical emergency in the first challenge? Oh, God. I mean, it's a cane. I was going to say the exact <laughs> same thing. He's like, this isn't Saskatoon. <laughs> he's not used to those hot weather conditions it's so cold there he's like somebody get me in the Nimo bar <laughs> such a deep whole dessert for all of our American listeners yeah um, I think there are no Nimo bars in America though I think that you think so the- I don't know. I feel like I watched an American TV show or movie recently where they were eating Nanaimo bars. <laughs> I mean, it's a British Columbia dish. <laughs> it is. It is. I first said it because I I was thinking uh, Saska- uh, Nanaimo was in Saskatchewan. But then I realized it's that, that it is in BC. But the joke where I believe is on the ocean. The joke popped me. The joke made you this episode's pop of the week. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, we will be talking, discussing further these people in other episodes to come. We will have a fantasy draft. But in the meantime, I would like to bring Chris George on the podcast pre-fantasy draft. And uh, in two years ago, Cody hosted a, a Survivor uh, trivia Mm-hmm. Where me and Chris battled. You know, this has been on my mind too, actually. And uh last year Mimi did it for me and Cody, where Cody and I battled. It's time for Cody and Chris to battle. Well, Chris and I are the winners, I believe, of both of those. No, I won I beat Chris. Oh, but then I beat you. Yes. Okay, so I can make Chris the and ultimate both- loser of this podcast. But but both times, uh Chris was winning the whole time and then wagered too much and got the last question wrong. And the same thing happened with me and you. Yeah. So hopefully I destroy him. So Joel, you're going to work on this next week. Will we be expecting? Uh, I have a lot on my plate this week, but I'll, I'll, I'll try. I'll, I'll, I'll keep it in the back of my mind. Hopefully this week or next. Next well, then or, we'll yeah. either have that or we'll have some other kind of content next week. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's commit to to having weekly content. But I assume that some survivors will have some questions for us. Sorry? I'm, I assume that some oh, of Oh, right. The... Cameos. Yes, I'll try and get some cameos. Because, you know, 
We've had some great ones in the past. We sure have. Mm-hmm. Oakley Dokley. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. And uh, reach out to us on social media. We've had some fun people reaching out. Uh, somebody was doing some some impression of Rodney from, I don't know, he sent me a video of him doing a Rodney impression. So shout out to that guy. Um, uh, <laughs> sorry that I don't have it up here. Um, we'll feature those next week. Sure. And, uh, yeah, some people, you know, we're very grateful to, for people to be reaching out to us on social media. Um, did we ask for an impression or this guy is just an all-star? I think he's just an all-star, all-star, um, I don't, I don't, I, yeah, I, I wasn't. <laughs> Are you sure this wasn't Rodney? Yeah, it was Rodney. Yeah, maybe, maybe instead of a cameo, I'll get that guy to just do a, a thing in Rod, Rodney voice. Okay. Um, yeah. So reach us to on social media and also go ahead and rate, review, and subscribe to us on uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you next week.